Welcome everyone to the Most Accurate Podcast. I'm Anthony Stalter. John Paulson is my co-host, my partner in crime, as I like to say. And uh, John, we have a lot to get to, a lot of injury news that we need to discuss. Thursday night football breakdown. Of course, we'll get into the sleepy. Whoa, I did it again. Sleeper. Sleeper sneaky start of the week. Come on. I was so focused on not saying sleepy. Sleeper, sneaky start of the week. Come on. How are you, John? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, news breaking as we're getting ready to, to start the recording. Uh, so a lot to get to. And I did not have one minute as the over-under on you saying the sleepy start of the week. But um, there we are. The under one. I was so I, I'm in my own head now. Uh, all right, we're currently running a promotion for F444.com that ends on Friday. New signups can save 25% of any 444 plan with promo code SUBTEMBER. SUBTEMBER. Go to 444.com slash plans. If you uh you know wa- want to get a, a, a subscription and save 25% off the you know off the, the cost, it's great. You see the the subtemper there at the, the bottom of the screen, 444.com slash plans. You can get all of Giants rankings, all of the DFS betting, anything, all, all the content that we provide at 444.com. Um, you know, the, the paid stuff, it's it's tremendous. It'll help you, hopefully help you win or at least give you a, an edge when it comes to your research. So, again, save 25% off a 444 subscription with the promo code subtember at 444.com slash plans. John, why don't we start off with... The Thursday night football game. We want to get your takeaways on this. I'll run through a couple of things. Again, dealer's choice. You want to start with the winning side with the Bengals or the losing side with the Dolphins? I mainly just want to talk about the Miami backfield. So go go nuts. Perfect. Okay, let's let's start let's start off then with with that the the Dolphins side of things. Obviously, Tua Tagovailoa injured last night, dealing with a a concussion. Uh, they they suffered. You know, he said he apparently suffered head and neck injuries in that game last night, taking directly to the hospital. Scary situation there for Tua. Eight for 14, 110 yards and an interception. Bridgewater steps in 14 of 23, 193 yards, a touchdown or pick. You go to the receiving side of things. No surprise. You know, Tyree Kill targeted 14 times. Jalen Waddle only five times. So if you got Jalen Waddle off to kind of a slower start, but Tyree Kill 10 catches for 160 yards, no touchdowns. But as, as you mentioned, John, you want to dive into the backfield for Miami. Raheem Moser, 15 attempts, 69 yards. Bridgewater with one carry for 11. And then Chase Edmonds, five, five attempts for six yards. Game script certainly wasn't in Miami's favor last night with the backfield. But what, what are your takeaways on the Dolphins? Yeah, they're not all that interested in running the ball either, which was, the, I think, the biggest surprise coming into this season was that you would think that uh, uh, that they would be more of a run-heavy. Mike McDaniel came from San Francisco, so you'd think they'd be more of a run-heavy attack like Kyle Shanahan utilizes there for the 49ers, but uh, he's basically taking a very pass-centric uh, approach and maybe signaled that with the acquisition of Tyree Kill and uh, really wanted to use the speed of Hill and, and Waddle and doing a good job, even though they didn't win this game. Uh, the offense looks pretty good. Uh, obviously, Tua, uh, we're thinking about him. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. Really scary situation there last night. Um, but the backfield for Miami, it looks like it's tilting uh, pretty heavily now in Raheem Mostert's uh, direction. Uh, Edmonds is getting some red zone uh, inside the 10 type work, which is propping him up over the last two weeks. He had a touchdown this week with uh, a nice little reception screen. Uh, he made a nice cut to score 
Uh, but the two touchdowns last week didn't earn him any more uh, snaps or touches in this game, unfortunately. And now we're at a, at a point where he's being out-touched 17-7. to He's out-snapped 72-28%. to And Mostert even ran 27 routes to Edmonds' 11 routes. So this is all going uh, Mostert's way. And Mostert is available on 50% of waiver wire. So I would uh, pick him up if, if he's available. It does look like this is tilting his way right now. And I think Edmonds is a talented player. Uh, he's but he's averaging 3.0 yards per carry. Mostert's averaging 3.8. The line is not run blocking very well, so they're, you know, they're pass blocking pretty well, uh, and they're just throwing the ball a lot. So I don't think that it's going to turn into a really run heavy attack anytime soon. And uh, so Edmonds, he's more of a hold for me. Uh, I wouldn't want to start him in any given week unless I just, you know, needed a spot start. Uh, he does have some touchdown potential, which is good, um, but you know we thought that he would get four or five catches per game because he's a really good pass catcher. And he also, you know, ran really well in zone attack last year, but that's just not working this year as well. So, uh, you know, it's, it's odd to see a a guy, you know, getting paid 6 million, you know, playing behind a guy that's getting paid 1 million when they both were signed in the same free agent class, but that's what's happening right now in Miami. All right. I'll run through the Bengals really quickly, John. I don't know. I don't know how much to take away here, but Joe Burrow, 20 of 31, 287 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Joe Mixon carried the ball 24 times, 61 yards and a, and a touchdown. T. Higgins was the main receiver, not Jamar Chase. He was targeted nine times, seven catches, 124 yards and a touchdown. So he absolutely went off. Hayden Hurst had the other receiving touchdown. Chase, decent line, four catches on 81, uh, four catches on six targets for 81 yards. Any anything stand out from Cincinnati? Should we dive into the the biggest fantasy storylines for this week? It's just a you know major workload for Joe Mixon. I mean, twenty eight touches obviously wasn't very efficient, but uh, you know if, if the if the owner or the manager in your league is isn't happy with Mixon's production, it's not a bad time to try to acquire him. He's he's just getting a monster monster workload, and the big games are going to come. All right, so. John's Thursday night takeaways are behind us. Let's talk about the, this week's biggest fantasy storylines. And we'll start off with Christian McCaffrey. Anybody that's, that has ever selected Christian McCaffrey in their leagues knows that you're dealing with injury situations. He He's going to attempt to play, according to David Newton. What are your, what are your thoughts? So the hope, the hope is, and again, reminder, we're recording on Friday. John doesn't have all of the Friday injury news, so he's – He's he's really, you know, kind of parceling through some of the information that we do have. But John Christian McCaffrey, what do you what do you think here? His week his week four, you know, um, availability. Well, it's a tough situation. Uh, you know, just coming back, and we have this this language that they're using that they're very hopeful that he plays and that he's going to try to play and all this. And you know, the fact that he was out of practice on Friday and still has all day Saturday, rest of the day today to recover and um, maybe get a little bit better. But the problem I think is, is that he plays or the Panthers play in the late round of games on Sunday. So that presents some problems, uh, lineup decisions. Uh, But there are a number of late game pivots that you could turn to. uh, Fantasy managers might have on their roster might be available on the waiver wire. I do think that, and it's not completely clear, uh, but as of last week, uh, Chuba Hubbard, was ahead of Dante Foreman. Uh, the first two weeks, it seemed like Foreman was ahead of Hubbard. Uh, and I uh, just saw a tweet from uh, Michael Fabiano, who I've uh, met, nice man, uh, nice gentleman, uh, used to work at uh, NFL.com. 
uh, big fantasy name. He said he talked to multiple beat writers, and they believe Hubbard will get the first crack if CMC is out, but Dante Foreman will play a lot too. Could be a hot uh, hand scenario, and that's sort of what I thought last yesterday when I was looking at this, that um, Hubbard and uh, Foreman would, uh, would form a committee. Foreman was better last year in terms of yards per carry and all that did well for uh the titans and does have some pass catching ability uh, hubbard obviously had a pretty sizable role for carolina with uh, cmc out last year but uh yeah so i would uh you know if i had to pick up one i would pick up hubbard uh, both players are probably worth a stash in really large leagues just to see what sort of happens with this um but uh, I would lean Hubbard, and if you're, you know, waiting on CMC, I would definitely wait and see if he can play. If he's active, I think they'll maybe not his usual workload, but he'll see 18 plus touches. It's just hard not to unless he gets injured mid game or has a setback mid game. All right, so the Lions, the Lions are dealing with some major injury issues here. We we kind of knew uh, DeAndre Swift uh, unlikely to play, but Amon. Amon Ross St. Brown, he's dealing with an ankle injury. He's already been ruled out, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN.com. Doesn't doesn't look good at all for the Lions. Who who are you targeting then when it comes to um, you know the Lions passing game situation? Yeah, with Swift and uh, St. Brown out, that's a lot of targets for the Lions. And I think the, the guys that pick up the slack are probably Josh Reynolds, who's he- uh, relatively healthy. Uh, DJ Chark uh, has been missing practice uh, Wednesday and Thursday, but is going to be out of practice today apparently. Uh, and should be okay, according to the early reports there from the beat writers, uh, as far as the Friday reports. Uh, so if he's questionable and he practices today, I feel pretty good about Chark. Uh, and then TJ Hawkinson uh, is the other guy who probably sees an uptick in uh, targets. And I wouldn't be too scared of this game if you're wanting to start some of these players. Uh, it's at home, uh, friendly confines for Detroit. Uh, the matchup against the Seahawks is really favorable. So... I think there's enough for Jared Goff with Chark, uh, Reynolds, uh, Hawkinson, uh, Jamal Williams, a pretty good pass catcher. Uh, uh, it'd be probably uh, okay for for to start some of these Lions. Uh, Josh Reynolds certainly gets a big bump since he's healthy and has shown a pretty good rapport with Josh, Jared Goff. All right, let's move on to the Saints injury situation. Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is ruled out. Winston is doubtful. What's the shakeup in New Orleans? Because it's a, it's an early game. It's London. It's the London game. Yeah, it's, it's London. So you got to make your decision very quickly here. Yeah, uh, with Thomas out, uh, in theory, uh, Chris Olave, Jared uh, or uh, Jarvis Landry, and I would say Traquan Smith probably is in the lead there for that third spot. He played well. Uh, he had a concussion, I think, but he was back at practice. Uh, Deontay Hardy. Uh, formerly Deontay Harris, people remember from last year, he changed his last name. He's working his way back from a foot injury. Marquez Calloway is the other guy there. Uh, but I think it would be Olave, Landry, and uh, Traquan Smith in three receiver sets uh, with Andy Dalton throwing the ball. Um, I looked up Andy Dalton's deep ball accuracy, Anthony, at PFF, and it's not not good. <laughs> uh, last 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 year, I have a better left. I have a better deep ball accuracy, and you haven't even seen me play. Yeah, last in the league last year, thirty eight out of thirty eight qualified quarterbacks in deep ball accuracy, adjusted completion percentage, basically. So, um, and then the year before, he was a little bit better. He was you know bottom quarter, and then it's, it's been he's, he's dropped a long way since his days in Cincinnati when he was a pretty competent deep ball thrower. So, I say all that to you know 
it, 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 the fact that Chris Olave leads the league by a wide, wide margin in air yards, even though some of them were prayer yards from Jameis Winston, uh, you're probably not going to hit too many deep balls to him, but he can run routes all over the field. He's an excellent route router. He's not like a one trick pony or anything like that. So uh, there is the argument that Dalton's uh, accuracy is a little bit better than Winston's. So that might be an upgrade for him. And then also just Mike Thomas out, Michael Thomas being sidelined really you know, shifts a lot of targets or could shift a lot of targets to these other players and Olave may benefit from that. So I think it really isn't too much of a downgrade for him uh, given all this news together. So Winston out, Thomas out, you know, one's good for him, one's probably bad for him, but it's uh, probably a net wash or maybe a little bit of an upgrade for him since Thomas is out. Jarvis Landry probably will get peppered with targets and uh, Trey Quan Smith's kind of a wild card in that, uh, in that passing attack. Before we get to some injury roundup, including some good news for anybody that is uh, a fantasy manager of Cordero Patterson, I wanted to ask you, John, about your guy, Romeo Dobbs. So he's is he now the number one wide receiver in Green Bay? Yeah, his ad- addition uh, for the wide receiver one job went very, very well. You know, eight he caught eight of eight targets for 73 yards and a touchdown against a pretty good Buccaneers secondary, some talented cornerbacks there he was running routes against. Uh, had a nice rapport with Aaron Rodgers, which, as we know, is the most important thing if you're going to be a Packer receiver. Uh, it certainly looks pointed that direction. And as long as he doesn't do something stupid or make a big mistake that costs him a game, um, run the wrong route a couple times or start dropping the ball uh, consistently, then uh, he looks like he's in line. I mean, I think Alan Lazard is safer because of his, we know what his role is. Like, he's going to be out there right uh Dobbs being the rookie uh with you know Sammy Watkins coming back in a few weeks Christian Watson coming back maybe it's a, his he's on a little bit thinner ice uh, but talent wise he looks the part I think he passes the eye test really well uh and uh you know that game against the Bucks could not have gone better for him I don't think I mean that was about as good as you could expect he played a ton of snaps and he led the team in targets and yards and uh to basically look the part. So, uh, yeah, I think he's headed that direction, number one receiver. All right, let's do kind of an injury roundup now. We talked about DeAndre Swift a little bit. He's 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 going to be out. Uh, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, David Montgomery, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen limited in practice on Thursday, left with a trainer. Hunter Renfro still in the concussion protocol. He, he did not practice this week. Cordell Patterson, though, did not have – practice in back-to-back weeks but as soon as we've right before we signed on john uh the falcons did, did release or somebody released that cordell patterson did practice today so it looks like he's he will play against cleveland uh, i threw out those names john swift jones wilson montgomery allen and then hunter renfro some thoughts there yeah mac jones probably going to be out we're looking at brian hoyer starting against the packers can't say that i'm too upset about uh that spot start for for Hoyer I don't know uh, Jones, Will- Jones have been thrown I mean his interceptions have been brutal he's he's turned the ball over a lot but I see what I see what you're saying there about Brian Hoyer yeah uh I, I guess it wouldn't be bad if Mac Jones was out there on his you know gimpy ankle trying to uh you know <laughs> evade the the Packer pass rush but yeah uh Zach Wilson looks like he's going to be back this week they're, they're planning on him starting this is going to change the um makeup of this passing attack obviously Joe Flacco has been a big fan of Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin we'll see if any of that changes I'll talk about another one of those receivers in a minute uh David Montgomery looks like he's going to miss he's got uh, not only a ankle injury but also a knee injury apparently so Khalil Herbert looks like a great start 
Uh, and then Keenan Allen, uh, he was limited in practice on Thursday, but left early with a trainer. And we don't know if that was something that was planned or if it was uh, a setback of some sort, like, oh, you know, we need to get you off the field and take a look at this. So we'll see what he's able to do today. It was pointing towards him playing. Uh, but now I'm a little bit worried about that with Renfro still in the concussion protocol. This is at least his second concussion. I looked at uh, his injury history and he had one in 2018 and, uh, you know, you know, growing up playing football, he probably had more uh, than is what li is listed uh, on the internet for me to find. But uh, he's these concussions, if they're not back early the week after they miss, they typically are going to miss another week because uh, they're not getting cleared um, in time. Uh, if he's out, then uh, Matt Collins looks like another sneaky start. He had a, obviously had a great week uh, last last game um, and would be startable again. And then, as you mentioned, Patterson uh, just, I think, is the veteran. I think he's 32, Anthony, if, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. he he's going to get some time off and he's going to get banged up with this workload that he's getting. I'm not sure he's going to be able to hold up. But, you know, if he's practicing on Friday, I'm pretty sure he'll be out there. Yeah, he didn't last year. To your point, he didn't last year. He started. He started a fade. It was something that you and I talked about on this very podcast a year ago. Uh, but what a dynamic player, man! He, Arthur Smith. Credit Arthur Smith. He finally, you know, he was. He's been the one guy that has figured out how to properly lose, how to properly uh, use. Excuse me, Cordell Patterson. But as you mentioned, man, second second half, we'll we'll see what happens there. All right, John. It's time for the sleeper sneaky start of the week. That's right. The sleeper sneaky start of the week. I finally, I finally did that, John. I'm sure I'll mess it up for 42 times uh, moving forward. But Sleeper is one of the fastest growing customizable fantasy football platforms in the industry. You can head to Sleeper.com or download the latest app today. Very easy to use the app. Very easy to use the uh, the website. There's always some familiarity that you, that you need to you know kind of overcome. But when it comes to Sleeper, we use it in our league. In fact, uh, as John and I discussed, Amon St. Brown, I, I had a change him off my team real quick and and it, it, it's easy to use easy to pick up players uh john you and i really like sleeper yes uh, good website a couple leagues i play in very sleek uh nice place to host your league and it's free i believe yeah okay so the sleeper sneaky start of the week who do you got for us john i'm gonna go with jamal williams uh i'd like to go with a kind of a can't miss guy here and now that i said can't miss he probably posts uh you know 15 carries for 45 yards and right. you know, no touchdowns but you know, we talked about the Lions passing game uh, injuries and maybe they lean a little bit more on the run with uh, Williams and Craig Reynolds as the backup. Uh, the Seahawks have given up an average of 170 total yards and 0.67 touchdowns to opposing backfields uh, this far this season. Uh, in 25 games where Jamal Williams has seen at least 12 carries, he's averaged 18.3 touches for 88 total yards and 0.44 touchdowns. And I think those touchdowns are a little low. He's scoring touchdowns even when DeAndre Swift is available and healthy. So I think he's a threat for one to two touchdowns uh, this game. So I think he's a really strong start. That's why I have him, I think, ranked seventh right now in half PPR uh, formats. So this is always one of my favorite segments that we do each and every week, sneaky starts. We list a couple for you here in this podcast. I always say go to 44.com. We mentioned the fact that you can get 25% off a, a subscription. We'll, you know, Make sure that you, you use that because as part of John's rankings that you get in the subscription to 444.com, you also get the complete article that John puts together for his sneaky starts. These are guys that might be off the radar a little bit. You know, John, you always throw it out there like you're you're trying to find guys that 
would provide you some value, sometimes you get pushback like, well, it's not a sneaky start. It's like easy. All right. You can use it for long term fantasy. I use it for DFS every single week when I when I'm putting together some DFS lineups that I want to make sure that I I grab a couple of guys that that aren't you know, they might be underpriced. Uh, I always look at John's article. So this is just a taste. Go to 444.com for the for the complete article. But let's start off with the quarterback, Geno Smith at, at Detroit Lions. As uh, you can see from the graphic, not too great against quarterbacks. Yeah, and he's uh, actually, Smith's been pretty good. Uh, I mean, solid anyway. Uh, he's got quality numbers against Denver, 17.2 fantasy points. He had 18.9 fantasy points against your, your Falcons. Uh, Detroit uh, is a typically a good defense to attack when streaming. They've played a little bit better this year, but they've given up an average of 23.6 fantasy points with a minimum of 18.3 to quarterbacks this year. And that was Kirk Cousins last week with 18.3. So uh, a, a pretty good spot for, uh, for for Geno Smith, I think, uh, against the Lions. Richie James, not a household name, but you list him here as a sneaky start again against the Bears. Yeah, you look at those Giants. Uh, you want to talk about the Giants receiving core? <laughs> Anthony, should we don't dedicate an entire podcast to this receiving wow. core with uh, poor Steeler, Sterling Shepard tearing his ACL after uh, he's coming off of uh, Achilles tear? Uh, Kenny Galladay can't catch the ball all of a sudden, uh, barely getting any run. Uh, Wandale Robinson and Kadarius Tony are both injured. Uh, Darius Slayton is in the doghouse. Uh, it's 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 ugly. And Richie James has been playing, you know, seventy percent of the snaps in two of the last three weeks. Uh, he's seen at least five targets and caught four passes in every game uh, thus far. And what who else are they going to play or throw to? They seem to like him, and he's going to be this you know five for fifty type guy. Maybe he gets a touchdown. And then as we move on, sneaky starts. Let's talk about Tyler Conklin at at Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, despite having a very good defense, they're struggling right now with tight ends. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, 23rd and just a fancy points allowed to tight ends so far. Uh, Conklin's volume has just been crazy. Compared, you know, I, I, I liked him as a last-round best ball pick, but I really should have him in a couple of these leagues where I'm struggling at the tight end position because I didn't get my stud that I like to usually get. I like to target Kelsey or Andrews. Uh, obviously, in our keeper league, I don't have those guys available to me. Um, and I, tr- I took a, you know, I've got Irv Smith and Albert O and, you know, Irv's okay, but it, it would be nice to have Conklin right now. I kind of saw him, uh, after week one and thought about picking him up. Uh, it was just maybe, oh, maybe this is one week. He's sort of a catch it and fall down type guy. His, his air yards aren't there, but it doesn't matter. He's got 18 catches through three weeks. Uh, he's got 24 targets, which is tied for the third most at his, uh, position. Uh, now, the, the one caveat here is that Zach Wilson might do something completely different than what Joe Flacco has been doing. And Flacco has been you know, targeting Garrett Wilson a lot, Tyler Conklin a lot, and the, the running backs quite a bit. And I'll, we'll talk about Elijah Moore in a second. But uh, So, you know, Conklin may not have quite the same role with Wilson in there, but he's going he's gonna to be playing a ton. He's well, way ahead of C.J. Uzuma, and uh, he's, a, he's a pretty good sneaky start this week if you're streaming the tight end position. Well, John, you just mentioned Elijah Moore. So we wanted to discuss the breakout receiver model. And this is something that we have discussed on previous podcasts before. I don't know if we – I don't think we've done it yet. Maybe we did it week one, John, uh, of this season. Maybe not. No, so let's – No, let's this is the first week we have all the data. Let me just break this down. Uh, we, we, we we debut this in week four because uh, now we have three weeks of data. It's a model that I built with uh, Kevin Zutlukel. 
and uh, it it basically looks at uh, receivers who have been underperforming the workload that they've been receiving and the usage that they've been receiving. Uh, it takes into account air yards uh, and routes run uh, in order to come up with an expected uh, fantasy point scored. Uh, Sam Hoppen, who's doing a lot of data work for us, uh, also has a uh, expected sp- uh, point scored model that he's got as well, but I think both can coexist on the website. Uh, I'm going to try to get this table up. We're trying to find somebody to write the article uh, this year. Uh, we've lost our writer for it, but um, we're, we're, I mean, I've been looking for ways to at least get the data out to the subscribers at a minimum, and then maybe we could talk about it uh, every Friday, a few players that I like, and so or what the model likes. So the model likes... Uh, uh, Elijah Moore is one of the players. This is I'm going to mainly talk about players who you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to start or sit him uh, based on, so maybe not guys that are ranked necessarily in the top 10 at their position, although we are going to talk about one tight end that is. Um, but Elijah Moore is leading the Jets in air yards, which might surprise people because Garrett Wilson has, you know, has more targets uh, and obviously a better receiving yardage at this point. He's got a but Moore is uh, averaging 106 air yards per game. Uh, he did vibe pretty well or jibe pretty well with uh, Zach Wilson uh, late last year. Uh, it wasn't great at the start, but towards the end of the year, they got going together. So I'm hoping that uh, this is a breakout week for Elijah Moore. Uh, another player, Kyle Pitts. Uh, it does a, This model does do a good job with tight ends. He's obviously been a, a disappointment for the most part, but he did get going a little bit last week uh, for his fantasy uh, managers. Uh, he's second among tight ends in air yards per game in 94. So the usage is there. Uh, he's just got to hit one or two of these and maybe get a touchdown. And then all of a sudden people will be happy with Kyle Pitts. This might be the week for that. Uh, Mike Williams uh, is another player who has kind of underperformed his usage thus far this season. He did have the one big game, um, but, you know, looking at this Keenan Allen injury, if he's uh, ruled out or really gimpy, then I think Williams does have a chance to break out this week, especially in a nice matchup against uh, the Texans. And then finally, we mentioned uh, Josh Reynolds uh, earlier with the injury to Amon Ross St. Brown. He's going to, I haven't updated the rankings yet because news broke right before we got in the pod. But um, he and uh, DJ Chark are going to move up uh, in the rankings. And, you know, he's the one that's actually healthy compared to Chark. So they're both actually in the the, uh, model, popping in the model as underperformers that could, could break out. So I wouldn't be surprised if they both went for a seven day and a touchdown uh, against the Seahawks. Nice. Great stuff, John, as always. And you can follow John on Twitter at 444 underscore John, or you can follow me at Anthony Stalter. That information right down there on our uh, on our great graphics screen. And uh, John, always a pleasure to chat with you. Don't forget, we've got that 25% off deal that we have for 444.com. Just use the promo code SUBTEMBER, SUBTEMBER. Go to 444.com slash plans so they're right there. Again, right there on the graphic. Um, you can get John's rankings. You can get DFS articles. You can get betting articles. You can get, of course, the season-long articles. You can get the breakout uh, model data. Uh, John, I sorry, did you post the data, or is, are we are we working on that? I know you said we I will by, I will by the time that the podcast posts. Uh, okay. I need to figure out a, a way to get this up on the site in a, sure. in a way that people can read it. Right. Okay. So all that information is there for com. Basically, all the information will put you in the right spot to win week to week, uh, or at least as consistently as possible. And then maybe also, you know, do some do some good damage in the in DFS as well. We will be back next Friday in the most accurate podcast. Make sure you uh, you know continue to provide us support. We're seeing really good numbers on this. 
this is the first time that we've gone to a, kind of a video aspect of it. So I hope people are enjoying it. Uh, but most of all, we can't thank you enough for uh, subscribing, for listening, for watching. And we, we certainly appreciate you. So everybody have a great weekend. John, great weekend. Good luck in our fantasy league. I don't I don't know if we play, we've played each other yet. So we, I don't know if we've got that battle going yet. Yeah, we'll have to preview the, the, the matchup when it happens. People will love it. I'm sure we'll dedicate an entire podcast to just you and I. So we will love that. All right. For John Paulson, I'm Anthony Salter. We'll see you next time on the Most Accurate Podcast.